This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. G'day, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm so pleased to bring you a conversation with Johnny Headland from that great Swedish outfit, Unleashed. It was recorded aboard 70,000 tons of metal. We discussed the boat and all things Unleashed. So why don't we get stuck into it? Here he is, Johnny Headland. Thanks so much for doing the interviews. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all of the musicians doing them, actually. And Thank you. I, I saw you guys last night. You put in a fucking great show. Thanks a lot, man. By the way, you Thank know, you. just kicked all of the goals there. And so that'd be the first question I got for you is about the boat. How have you found the experience? Oh well, uh, it's our third time here, and you know, it's it's fantastic experience. Obviously, I mean, it's got everything. Mm-hmm. It's got absolutely everything you can wish. I mean. I've done so many tours and festivals in my lifetime that I, I kind of know how to compare stuff now, but and I love many, many of them. Uh, but this is a little extra, obviously. You know, I mean, it, we play two shows, so you got those days. You got to be a little bit stay off the, the the beer and stuff a little bit on those days. And uh, but then you know it's like a vacation as well, and you meet all the all the friends and you haven't seen in a while, and, and uh, you can see many other bands too. Uh, which we can do in many other festivals, but you know, just a view is fucking amazing to be on a ship like this, you know. Unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic experience. Yeah. How did you find Porto Plata? Am I saying that right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think our guitar player, Fredrik, was out doing some kind of excursion. We, we uh, the rest of us were really just in the, in the port, yeah. uh, having a couple of drinks and just sat down and did nothing. Yeah. Uh, so that was more of a tourist place, I guess. Because it wasn't really the, the Dominion Republic, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, the real. The, the real, yeah, yeah no. So, uh, but he he was he was doing a full thing. I mean, he was out there drinking coffee in the uh, in the city, and he was I think he was watching the waterfalls or whatever. He did a lot of things. But uh, now we were we were really more like, uh, cool down, don't do anything. Yes. You sit down and, and enjoy, it, you know. So. Uh, um, but yeah, it was, it was exhale nice. a little bit and just take it all in and just have yeah. some beverages and some rum or whatever yeah. it is that they've got on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Australia. Now I can't. I couldn't find any any anything to confirm that you'd actually played in Australia before. So have you Great. played in Australia? And are you coming here to to Australia soon? No, we haven't. Which is just so damn stupid. I can't even mention it. We should have been there many times by now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are a few places on earth that. I don't understand how we can manage after what is it, 33 years, not to go there. And Australia is one of those places. Yeah, and that's just fucking strange, man. I, I don't know how that got. Japan is one of them too. I mean, Japan and Australia is like two places that really? most of my friends have been to, but not me. For some reason, I don't so know what crazy. the hell. You got and like you said, I mean, before, I mean, you know, Australia is like the. I have so many friends who've been there, and, and everybody's telling me that you don't want to go home if you go there. So. Maybe you want to rethink that, you know, before. Yeah, so I'm like, come on, we got to go there. <laughs> I told my agent that if you get an offer, we got to seriously look at that. And, and but I don't think we have gotten an offer that that's that's real because otherwise we would have gone. I mean, we would have just got the tickets and you know. Oh, you guys got fans there. You see the t-shirts whenever I go to gigs. There's unleashed t-shirts around. Cool, man. That's so. that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, I've been making interviews with with uh, Australian magazines for, for years in the past as well yeah. and I uh, just uh, it's strange man it's, it's really strange and it's one of those places that we that we keep talking about every year every time we come up with a new album <laughs> well what do you know you think we're going to play in Australia this time nah nobody wants us you know oh, it's yeah. like 
It doesn't happen. But all the other places around the damn globe were playing all the time, like yeah. all the time. So that's strange, man. You're big in South America, aren't you? I don't know. We, we you know, we don't tour that much anymore. We play festivals. Okay. Uh, festivals and shows. We don't. We don't really find the time to make extensive touring anymore. <laughs> so uh, because of the all the things that we have uh, responsibilities for back home. So um, that's you know. But but we always look at offers. If you get an offer and you have to be away for one week or two, obviously we will. Yeah. This this trip isn't your your everyday weekend thing either. I mean, it does take ten days for us. Yeah. So and that's fine. Yeah. And that's the same if you go to Australia. You gotta you gotta factor in that that's not gonna be a you know three day occasion. So. Well, the thing about this place is that people like me then go and buy your t-shirts, then go bring them back to our country, or bring them back to our local place and wear the t-shirt around, and people get curious. Yeah. It's like, yeah. how come you're wearing that t-shirt for? Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, No Sign of Life, that's the name of the most recent album, isn't it? Yeah. Do you feel as though the band's legacy is building? In other words, do you feel like as though the momentum is increasing with the band based on the success of No Sign of Life? Oh, I know so. We we uh, the the and the reason why I know so is because we get we get offers from all kinds of touring promoters and festival promoters and and that's just going this way all the time. Otherwise, it would go this way. Five minutes. <laughs> all right. And yeah. and so uh, that's why and and also when we go out playing, I know that they want to hear the new songs. Yeah. Which of course is you know, I know that if. There, there, are, there are enough bands in, in this business that would that would have to rely on whatever you did on the three, four first albums. Yeah, exactly. Maybe even the two first albums. Mm. Uh, if I did so, then that would be terrible because I would kill half of my crowd. You know, they wouldn't be interested anymore. So, and that's really good. That's really something. I think that's, and I can I can tell when I play as well that they want a new they want to, they want to hear new songs and mm. I guess that's a good reason to keep going. Otherwise, it will be a little bit more like, ah, you did better when you were younger, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, know. yeah we like your old stuff, we don't like your new stuff. Yeah, we'll but you gotta play, you gotta play from, you know, we, we have 14 albums out now, we're working on the 15th one. Mm -hmm. So you gotta play, try and play as, from as many albums as you can. You have 60 minutes and you play, yeah. but you almost can't play a song from every album because that's more than, that exceeds 60 minutes. So, yes. You know, it's, it's uh, strange that way, but. But you, you do have a cohort that, it, it, what you're saying is correct, but I also noticed that any of the old school Norwegian Swedish bands have the fans that just want to hear, for example, Where No Life Dwells, okay? So have you had the promoters reach out to you and go, a bit like Sodom with Agent Orange, we just want to, we just want you to play that album all the way through and then maybe a few other classic cuts? Um, this, the strange thing is that I haven't, well, I mean, if I listen to some people that are like in my age, like mm. around 45 to 55, they would probably say that they would want to have the five first albums, like a um, you know, weighing over to that side of things. But I haven't really had any like like the, that type of demand. You know, you gotta do a tour with these two albums uh, because that's what counts. You know, right? yeah. that that hasn't happened yet. Uh, and and I know as well because I can play if I play songs from like most of the albums, then I know I can I can see the crowd if they know the lyrics. And the yeah. choruses of the new songs, the five past albums, now then then well then they like them. Mm. It's as easy as that, really. Yeah. So, okay. and uh, but yeah, the, the crowd is getting older. That's for sure. I mean, the the, the metal hands are getting older, <laughs> for sure. And and, and 
Yes, definitely. That's not really the question, but, but I guess, but, but uh, for, for sure there are many, there, there aren't enough younger people, I, I would say. Um, and that's, I guess that's, uh, that's another question. That's, that, but that's, you're right, the rock and metal is facing that, as a, that is a real issue. I notice oh, yeah. the cohort here, I'm 45, and yeah. I'm probably in the middle of the age group in terms yeah. of yeah. Yeah. The, the people that are here. And, we need younger people coming through, graduating to extreme metal, but yeah. I mean, it, it'll probably happen, but who knows, we might have a crystal ball. Right, 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 right. Yeah. right. No, it's, it's the same everywhere, so it's not really, you know, it's not depending on which country, it's the same everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my son is 13 and he knows more metal than fucking yeah. everyone in his county, you know, that is yes. his, in his age. He knows many, many groups, but his friends, they don't care about music. At all, sucks, yeah. they would go to Spotify. They they click on something that has a lot of views. Yeah. Of, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. They they just click on whatever is on top, and then they would sing that along to some kind of chorus. Whatever type of music that is, doesn't doesn't matter at all. Sucks. So uh, he's like kind of alone in his school, like being a metalhead. You know, so that's well. Look who he's uh, got as a dad. That's awesome. Well, he's, I brought him up well in that respect. I gotta tell you, man. I, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna give that up for sure. Your dad did unleash. No that's way. I wasn't awesome. gonna give that. up. <laughs> All right. I've, I've, we've got the knock at the door. So I better that's yeah. on my last question, even though I could believe me, I've got tons of more questions I'd oh. love to ask. Okay, but but look for you as a as a bloke who's been in this scene for forty years or thereabouts. Okay. You've been there, you've done that, you've experienced the highs and indeed the lows as well. So what's kept you enthusiastic through the whole thing? Oh, the live show. That's it, that's it. I could sit home and make music, lyrics for a hundred years. It doesn't matter, that's, that's well, you know, that, that's fun too, that's really fun. But uh, the, the, the live show, it was, it, that's just, a, that's the experience that I'm always looking for. Can I make this better? Can I have that connection with my crowd? Can I look in their eyes and see that they actually know the chorus and that they feel what I feel? I mean, that's just, that's just unheard of. I mean, I don't even know how to explain that. It's, uh, that's, that's the type of connection that drives me. And I know this is the same with the guys in the band. You know, if, That's why if you have a, a show that wasn't as you would have hoped it would be, yeah. then you, know, you feel kind of bad. You get paid the same. It doesn't matter. But that just goes to show it wasn't the money. You know, I want to have that experience. I want to see if they like the music. You know, and, and most of our shows are always great. And that's why I, you know, that's that's what keeps that the drive. It's fantastic. I mean, that's that's all there is to it, really. Uh, all the other things are good and there they're have to be there. The finances and the, you know, the, the, the people that work in the that work for us, the crew and those who make the artwork and whatever, and that they're amazing people. But the core of it is, is the live show. Yeah. Hopefully, Australia, in the next 12 months, we'll try and get a promoter onto it, no doubt. Got to do something. <laughs> and your brother. That's yeah. right, yeah. Johnny Headland from Unleashed. Gosh, isn't he just the Swedish uncle that you wished you had? There you go. There are many more chats that were recorded on 70,000 tons of metal available. Just check them out via YouTube, Spotify, whatever the podcast apps you're listening through. But if you're really keen to find them all in a convenient location, go to my website, scarsandguitars.com. There's a tab up the top there, 70,000 tons, and you can listen to and watch conversations featuring the members of Carnation, Tigers of Pantang, The Halo Effect, Sodom, Scar Symmetry, Nocturnal, my Dying Bride, Inhuman Condition, Blood Red Throne, and Angra. 
worthy. Yes, it is indeed. All right, that's it from me. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast. Until the next one, it's a goodbye for now.